Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. And I uh, am going to be relatively quick this morning. I've got to catch a flight, <clears throat> but I wanted to talk about um, what's going on, right? We've got 
crazy inflation. We've got interest rates. It's it's tough out there for everybody, right? And so I want to talk to business owners today or, or people that work for businesses. How do you start to combat some of this, right? I mean, how do you play offense in an environment like this? How do you stay opportunistic? How do you stay positive? Um, and so the first point is, is if you're a business and you're flush with cash and profits, um, God bless, right? I mean, this is an opportunity for you to be oppor- opportunistic, right? This is an opportunity. If you have a bunch of cash reserves, this is a time where there's blood on the streets and you can get amazing talent. You should be overpaying your people. You should be doing um, things to acquire and get talent during this disruption, right? So so for businesses that are flush with cash, that's a great time to be opportunistic, right? For the majority that aren't, you know, how do you deal with this environment, right? I mean, prices are going up. It's harder to get customers potentially. Um, employees are wanting more because um, they're needing more because groceries are expensive, gas is expensive. So I want to give some tips on in times like this, from a business owner perspective and an employee uh, perspective, what can you do, right? And so one of those things is you, you've got to start looking at cutting cost, right? And I would always evaluate in times like this, your nice-to-haves versus your must-to-haves, right? So right now, you know, we, we're, uh, we're in an environment where we have so many subscription-based, whether it's a Slack membership or a Zoom membership or whatever it is, all those, you know, $50 here, $100 there, $300 here, those things start to add up. And so as a business right now, we should be looking at where can we cut cost, right? What What is the difference between, oh, this is really nice to have versus a must to have um, in our business right now? The other thing is negotiate. You know, when's the last time you looked at all your vendors, your suppliers, and really started to you know negotiate um, those contracts, right? I mean, now is a is a is a great time to get better rates, better payment terms. Um, all those things um, are very. Every party is going to be open to that right now, based on the environment, and that's another way to 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 extract you know revenue and margin to squeeze it. Um, you've got to raise your prices accordingly, right? I've talked to a lot of business owners here lately, saying, "Hey, we're." we're really concerned that, you know, we can't raise our prices because, you know, people can't pay it because they're, they're struggling like we are. I mean, that's just foolish thinking, right? We, if you don't raise those prices, you're just going to continue to, to dilute your margin and, um, you know, you, you may actually end up losing money, right? So you have to start thinking about raising your prices accordingly. The other thing is you have to start focused on selling your most profitable product or service. Right. So right now I'd be spending a lot of time in, in your, your financials and your P&Ls and understanding, you know, what product or service do I have that that allows me to make the most margin? And I would be building strategies around that to really intensely go after that in order to, to, to maximize profits. The other thing is we've got to be honest with our customers on on why things cost the way they cost. Right. I mean, at the end of the day. <clears throat> that customer is also is, is a consumer, is an employee, is a business owner. And I think the transparency, you know, I, I talk to a lot of uh, HVAC um, business owners, right? I mean, these these are guys and gals that 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 operate um, constantly um, having their teams out in expensive trucks driving all around 
the city um, in absorbing those those gas prices. And, you know, I think, you know, with supply going up and gas going up and, you know, uh, the, the supply chain issues, you know, having that conversation with the customer, if they're wondering, you know, why is this 30% more to get, you know, this service maintenance for my AC or, or this part, and they got to have those conversations, right? I mean, um, I think it's okay to be honest with your customer and understand, listen, you know, my costs have increased by this and I'm not charging you any more than I used to. I've just raised it to based on what I'm combating in cost. And, and I think that when you humanize that, the customer, you know, whether or not they're going to want to pay for it, they're probably still going to be upset. They're at least going to have a little bit more empathy um, on, on why things have, have increased from a cost perspective. And, the, and they're not, they're going to understand that you're not trying to gouge them um, on those things. And, and a lot of times we, we, we don't want to have that conversation with our customers. Right. And I think it's important to, in times like this. And then the last piece of this from a business perspective, and I think it's probably the most important piece is we've got to play, um, you know, massive offense in times like this, right? We have to become a sales organization, right? So, you know, using the AC company example, right now you're not an AC company, you're a sales company that happens to sell ACs. And th that's how I look at business for everybody, but specifically in times like this, whatever you think you are, you have to change and say, no, I'm a sales company that sells this product, right? I'm not a product company that has a sales team. And, and when you take that mind shift and you really start to just dig deep and everything um, right now becomes about massive action as it relates to prospecting, follow-up and selling, it gives you the best opportunity in, in, in times like this. And then from a employee perspective, um, you know, Using the AC example, this this first bullet point wouldn't wouldn't be applicable. But for for you know service based businesses or product based businesses where people do have the opportunity to work from home, if that's possible, that's a huge win, right? That allows the employee to to save on gas, right? So um, again, looking at these work from home options could be a, a big benefit um, to the employee for that organization. Um, bring in breakfast once or twice a week is an employer, right? I mean, you can do very cost-effective breakfasts in your organization. It could be donuts. It could be breakfast tacos. But showing that employee, you know, one or two times a week where they're not having to, to, to purchase um, their own breakfast is a big win, right? And again, these are just the little cheat codes or the little tactical things of, you know, during times like this, how do you, you provide value um, in your business and your employees? Um, now more than ever, it's time to recognize your employees, right? I mean, they're, they're going to be just, just as you are as a business owner, but they're stressed, right? They're stressed at home. They're stressed with the, the cost of food and gasoline and, and just the, the, the daily things that they didn't think as much about they're having to think about and budget much more for. And so therefore we as leaders have to step up and recognize them more in the workplace, right? Show them that they're appreciated. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. 
you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I mean, every now and then, just do the little things, right? If your organization can afford, send them a a gift card for a a $5 Starbucks, right? I mean, that may be something right now that they used to go to Starbucks a couple times a week, but based on um, where everything is now, they they're not doing that. And that little extra five dollar Star, Starbucks gift card goes a long way because it brings them to to back to a little bit of normalcy, right? So continue to recognize them, appreciate them, understand that there's probably you know painful things happening in their personal life right now, and and we've got to you know uplift them and provide an environment that that helps continue to provide for them and and make them feel recognized. Um, other little cheat codes, right? Where you know, employees may have an opportunity to to cut back on costs, right? Create a fitness club, right? So a lot, a lot of people, you know, um, have gym memberships, right? They may have to be cutting back on that. And, and you know, f- when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you, you play good, right? And so is there an opportunity cost effectively um, within your company to create a fitness club, right? To reduce gym memberships. This could be before work. It could be at lunch. It could be after work, right? I mean, you can do things in a parking lot, right? That, that don't require, you know, weights, you know, CrossFit type things or jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups and sprint intervals. Um, you could also look to somebody internally, right? Is there a, a, a champion inside the organization? Is there an employee that is passionate about nutrition and, and, and health and wellness and, um, you know, maybe aspires to be a trainer and, and he or she volunteers to help lead up this fitness club, right? But that's another cheat code right now for, for people that maybe are cutting back and not having gym memberships, but to provide that at, at a no cost to the um, employee or to the employer to structure something like that. Um, create resources and guides right now <clears throat> of fun things to do and, and, and how to create cost-effective meals um, on the cheap right? Is the employer really providing additional value and resources resources to the employees of things to, to make their life better in times like this? Um, let them know it's, it's just as hard for you as it is for them. I mean, similar to that, I mentioned like letting the customer know what's going on, letting the employees know, right? I mean, if, if, you as the business owner and their business is, is feeling it as well and is struggling, have that transparency with the employee, right? I mean, that, that that level of trust and transparency goes such a long way because now everybody feels like they're in it together and there's empathy and there's trust and there's communication and there's not a lot of resentment, right? If the, the employee isn't, you know, getting as upset with the employer um, if they understand, you know, the pains the employer is having as well. Um, then the, the last thing would be give them the ability to earn more, right? So if the employee is coming and saying, hey, this inflation's here and, you know, interest rates and all the prices have, have gone up, you know, I need, I need to make more money. And if the employer can't raise the, the, the rate for the employee, then they need to create creative ways to let them earn more, right? Monthly profit sharing. If the company wins, the employee wins, right? Structure goals that if they're hit, they get to celebrate in the upside, right? So it becomes a win-win for the company, right? We're not just telling them, no, things are really tight. We can't give you that raise we talked about, or we can't, we're not ready to put you in a promotion, right? I mean, um, value these people and, you know, come up with creative ways 
to let them earn based on success and make it a win-win. And, you know, just to, to recap all this, in times like this, you can really leapfrog, you can really build culture, you can really build um, trust, communication, and transparency by doing several of these little things um, that can kind of help you weather the storm. So I'm going to open up for, for questions um, around that if anybody has any. Hi, Judge. Hey. Yeah, I really want to say brilliant. I really love that you, you know, you went deep into how employees can, employers can impact their employees. So I just want to add a couple of things, you know, and I do believe that <clears throat> there's a missed opportunity in building out the corporate culture. And I think traditionally, most company owners in building out their value proposition, they're asking themselves, how can I impact the target market? Why? Because the key focus is how to position that business to cash flow. But everything that you've just talked about, you, you, you bring another equation to it. And how should I impact the workforce? Because it is by impacting the workforce, you're able to have a highly motivated workforce. You're able to reduce stress. You're able to increase productivity. You're able to re re reduce absenteeism and also reverse massive staff turnover. So I really love what you said. So I just you know, opened the mic to, to just acknowledge you know, the, the great work that you're doing. Gary and I yield the mic. Thanks. I appreciate it. Really, really appreciate those comments and, and, and insights there. Does uh, anybody else have have any questions or, or, or thoughts on, you know, what's going on, you know, right now and, and how to combat that and whether you're this the employer Coralie. or the employee? This is Coralie. Um, hey, hey um, loved what you shared. I think it was really comprehensive and touched on a lot of really important parts. I was actually a owner of an HVAC and plumbing company for 15 years. Okay, so, cool. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to caution with what, with what you were talking about, I think it's really important, of course, to, you know, value your employees, pay as much as you can, which is one of the points that you made. And, but when you reach a limit, and in, especially in this kind of environment where, you know, everybody is feeling the pinch, especially as an employee, I think it's really important to understand as an employer to know that, and you also touched on this, your employee, and I want to kind of highlight it and stress that your employee doesn't understand usually what mm -hmm. it takes to run a business. So For when sure. they see you buying the donuts and giving the $5 gift cards and doing all these little things, what they could potentially see is, well, you have all this money to be giving all these little things. Why can't you give me a bit better raise? So I think that we need to be aware. And again, it comes back to that transparency. Mm -hmm. But just be aware what it is that you are giving and you can see it as an employer on your books and what you're capable of. But on the other side, they don't understand everything else. So I think it's just if you're aware of what your potential your employees could potentially be seeing and all of the little things that you're giving and then really uh, do what you can to either have conversations one on one. If you have a particular employee that is kind of like um, a little toxic about it, mm -hmm. then maybe have a one on one conversation, because I don't think you necessarily want to open it all up to everybody in a meeting. At the same time, I think those people need to be educated on, you know, some of the challenges and I'm doing what I can to make your life better. So it's just a thought that I had when I was listening to you speak. Thank you so much, um, Coralie, and I'll finish speaking. Yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, uh, <clears throat> what, I, what I would say is, is uh, 
you know, like you mentioned, it's, it's, it's that transparency, right? So showing that if the employer is having this just as much pain um, is super important, hopefully to build that communication and empathy. But you, you hit on a nerve, right? I mean, unfortunately, heavy is the one that wears the crown, right? And so for anybody on here that is a operator right now or a business owner or the employer, listen, this is when you got to dig really deep because you're having all of those stress that the employees having as well, but you still have to lead, right? You still have to, to, you know, do those things. You still have to eat a lot of crow, unfortunately. And it's just, it's just the difference that makes great leaders and, you know, um, leaders that don't make it. So, you know, you can do as, as much as you can on that, but, you know, try to be transparent. And, you know, I remember a lot of the times we bring in, you know, I had hundreds of employees I'd bring in, uh, breakfast and lunch all the time. And, you know, one time I was walking past, um, you know, the, our cafeteria and I, I remember, you know, hearing somebody say, man, I can't believe we have pizza again, you know, and it took everything <laughs> for me not to just go over there and slap that employee. But, you know, it is what it is, right? People have different views of things. And, you know, maybe I didn't do a good job of explaining, um, you know, what the benefit is and what food cost. And so it's a tough thing, right? It's a tough balance. So I'm just hoping, you know, from this, everybody can take one or two things and make it applicable to, to their situation and their environment. Okay, cool. I'm about to have to catch a plane. So I have the opportunity to take one more question. If that makes sense, if anybody else has one. Hi, Judge. Good morning. Yeah. The question that I want to ask, um, I love the suggestions that you made, and I agree with them 101%. But what would you say to an employer that would say to you that to increase employees' benefits, it's going to cut into the profit margin of the, the company? Mm. And of course, in the crisis that we have in today, and where you know cash flow is significantly reducing, uh, what would you recommend to that employer? to still continue to identify, you know, ways to increase employees' benefits? I think a uh, great question and hard question, right? I mean, a lot of that is based on where the, the company is and in, in the goals of the company, right? So if, if it's a company that <clears throat> is, is having a more long-term horizon, in short term, you know that it's um, margin in the benefit of keeping people um, and weathering the storm, then I think it becomes a pretty easy decision, right? You're gonna have to sacrifice some short-term margin for a longer-term play. If uh, the margin is a function of you're wanting to exit the company soon and it's critical to show um, that profitability and, and that growth trajectory because you're trying to exit the company in the next 18 to 24 months, then you've got a tough decision to gamble on and, and you may need to come up with more creative ways to, to motivate and keep the employees because you need that profit margin. So I think it's all on an individual basis. I hope that was helpful. I got to jump. My driver just pulled up. Um, I put at the top here my link to my course. Um, it's eight hours of, of video content of how I've built and sold nine-figure companies, um, has downloads, tactical guides. Um, it's my gift to you guys for free of being part of this community. Please click on that, and um, I hope to talk to you guys soon. Everybody have a great week, and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.